I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. One-on-one, -on -one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA is leading the Yeah! All right, welcome, everybody. Buddy, to this week's wide open sports cast. I'm Rick. I'm Feds. Hi, Mom. All right. Yeah. Hi, Mrs. Fedema. How are you? Let's uh, let's get into it, man. How are you this week? Tired. Yeah. Why is that? Had a crazy weekend. Uh, was celebrating the girlfriend's birthday in Philly. We went to Xfinity Live. Had a great time. Nice. Uh, dude, it's so great. Name one place that has alcohol. Gino steaks and chickies and Pete's crab fries, all within a ten feet radius of each other. Uh, probably any of the Philly stadiums. All right, so you got me on that one. <laughs> but the place was incredible. Basically, I was able to land VIP for my girlfriend Leah's birthday. I uh, had a couple of friends went down. And we had a Thanks hotel in Philly. Yeah, sorry. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, that was pretty much that, and then still getting a swing, getting ready for the school year coming up. How about you? How you been? Good, man. So uh, a couple of interesting things happened uh, to me. Uh, two today, and then one yesterday. Or no, one this past Sunday. By the way, we are recording this on August 24th. That is Thursday. 6.13 p.m. to be exact. Yeah, let's, let's get into the exacts of that. But let me uh, let me tell you about some of the things that happened to me this week. Well, right. first off, for it. first off today it was a very interesting thing that happened. Uh, two things actually happened today. Two of them happened today. One happened Sunday. Today I went to the grocery store before we started recording. I buying some stuff and I was getting some things out of the frozen food aisle. I park my cart and I walk across the aisle to the fridge because I was going down the aisle. I saw where, what I wanted and I parked the cart there. And I was standing in front of the, of the fridge because I was looking at like a kind of like a frozen meal in case like I don't decide making something like I would just heat up one of those frozen meal things and cook it for myself. Right. Uh, I was sitting there. I was completely empty. Besides this one woman who decided to stop and get pissed at me for parking my my cart there. She didn't want to go around. She it was just with, like, like no one else around with, with no one else around. She didn't want to go around. So she, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the fridge for like 20 seconds. I start pulling things out, and all of a sudden I hear a cough, and I turn, turn behind me, and she's like just sitting there, kind of like giving, giving me the stink eye. It's like, I, I was so, it was so weird and off. Like, like there was no reason for it. She just, she was just looking for trouble. At that Get point. out of my lane. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that was kind of like the first thing I was, and I, I kind of just like threw everything in, in the, in my cart, and just. Not ran, but like I just went swiftly off, so I don't have to deal with her or talk Skirt, to her. Gotcha. Second thing that happened today, I got invited into my fourth fantasy football league. Going for it all this year. Dude, well, one. How are you managing that? I I don't know. I I really don't know. I think I'm get I'm getting a little over my head, but uh, a bunch of my friends wanted to do a fantasy league. Now this one is different than. One I have ever done before. And, like, I'm still learning about this, and we're drafting tonight in about two hours. So that's why I was like, we need to start recording this so we can get this done. Makes sense, This yeah. this, this Our starting lineup has, like, 25 people. What? In, including, like, defensive end, linebackers. So it's one of those kicker, leagues where punters. you have to draft, like, We even all... have a fucking head coach. What? We have a head coach spot. Uh, and we have a huge bench, four IR spots. Thank God for four, considering the amount of players that we have. You're going to be there till four o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking that. It, even worse, it's an auction draft. We're doing this tonight at eight. Is it an ESPN auction draft? It is on ESPN. Be careful with that. Why? What's that? <laughs> Don't remember a lot. ESPN's auction draft with a Odell Beckham that got him in trouble that we mentioned on last week's oh. podcast. Oh, 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 oh. No. 
Oh Jesus! No, that's not what I was going for. Holy crap! Dude. I know, I, I know. <laughs> I, I just had to throw that in there. But uh, no, uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, we're gonna be up all night. Uh, we are we are gonna Skype each other, and I did buy a couple beers for myself, so I'd be able to enjoy it a little bit more. But I, I've done I've done auction drafts for MLB before, but never for uh, football. So hopefully that goes well for me. And then the final thing, uh, we we actually had a tweet this week. Uh, my results from the poker tournament. Yeah, how'd that go? So I entered a poker tournament. Uh, I'm in a a bar poker league that I basically accum- accumulate points. Play Shout for, out to River Chasers. Play for free, and uh, eventually I would get the opportunity to buy into cash games that they run. Uh, this cash game was down at the Borgata in AC. Beautiful. It's a very nice room. And uh, 270 players were in it. Uh, this whole theme was this is the 27th season. So they, they capped it off at 270 players. Uh, there's prizes if you played like a 2-7 hand, which is a bad hand to play, but just because it was part of the gimmick, that's what they went with. And then uh, one of the a couple of the other things. One, there was a bounty. There was a lady that was on Survivor that's also a poker pro. I don't remember her name, but she, there was a bounty of $127 if you took her out. So that would, that would pay Inventive. for your entry. Yeah. Secondly, there was a prize if you won a one with the highest hand of the tournament, and I won that. How much? So I I, I won two hundred seventy dollars, which is over four times my uh, my entry fee. So I cashed. Perfect. I, as speak because I mean I I also got out a little after halfway through, maybe three quarters of the way through. I got I got knocked out. What was the hand that won you? King high straight flush, which is one underneath Damn. a royal flush. So that was pretty exciting. That's the best hand I've ever gotten in live poker. In internet poker, like even like cash internet poker, I've got I've gotten a royal flush before. But live playing against live people right in front of me, that is the biggest hand I ever got. It was like I I I'm surprised that I actually didn't like jump up for joy when like it came up. It was more like, holy shit. I was so shocked. And like, I was thinking to myself, like I was confusing myself thinking like, is four of a kind better than a straight flush or a straight flush better than uh, four of a kind. Thankfully everyone else at the table reacted when I flipped it up. Cause I was, cause then they're like, holy crap, you have the biggest hand in the tournament. And I was like, Oh, thank God I, that I was right. That it was better than four of a kind. So that was uh that was pretty good, man. Good for you. So that was that was a lot of fun. So I had a pretty eventful week. Yeah, sounds like it. Besides well, that and just work and all that, but uh, we'll have a pretty eventful week coming up. Uh, we're actually going to be also recording our money fight podcast. We're going to be doing a special that we're going to be releasing tomorrow in anticipation of McGregor v Mayweather. So make sure you guys are going to be checking that out. That yeah, should be coming double, out shortly. Double trouble this week from us. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, besides that, let's uh, let's get into other sports. Let's uh, let's start off with um, something that happened today: the uh, the Yankees game. Speaking of a money fight, we probably saw the prelims in Detroit tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you got for us on that? Uh, so I actually didn't see the event that it started it because we had uh, doubles for soccer today. So I actually didn't get home until well after the fight was over. But I saw Gary Sanchez go down. He flopped like a fish. Get it? Because his nickname's the Kraken, and he flopped like one. <laughs> And saw some swings, a lot of people fighting, and then I saw Frazier getting at it. I saw well, so, all I saw was basically the carnage and people just running back and forth, and people making the comments that neither team's going to need conditioning because this entire game's been run to the dugout, then get back out of the dugout, help clear the clear the field, go back and do that like four or five times. Well, it was just people got thro- thrown at today. Uh, uh, Melky Cabrera, the, the first like big fight that happened. Was he got thrown? Uh, Miguel Cabrera got thrown behind, like the pitcher threw behind him, uh, and he got in the face of Sanchez and knocked him out. Well, not knocked him out, but gave him a good punch. That was, that was a sweet punch that I got on him. Oh yeah, I'll say that, that. That was like the first. I think that was the first of three times the bench is clear. And that that time the bench is cleared. The uh, there was actually fist fought. Last time that, was that one looked bad. Yeah, Todd, I saw Todd Frazier. I saw Todd Frazier got hit by a ball. Another guy got hit in the head with the baseball. So that guy got immediately ejected. There was, I think, a total of, let's see, eight tossed 
Correct. It was the most, and then there was five Yankees toss, which is the most out of any team this season. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, I, I mean, so there's good and bad in this. One, the guy getting hit in the head, that's that's awful. I, I am okay with, like, the unwritten rule. I'm just okay with it. The unwritten rule of, like, you, you fuck with us, we fuck back type thing. Yeah, like, definitely. And... The the fact that he he threw it like I'm sure he didn't mean to throw at his head, but if you throw at a guy's head, like you should be suspended. I I say you should be suspended twenty games. There's gonna be a lot of suspensions. Coming I mean, out yeah, out there's gonna this. be a lot of suspensions out of this. And, Thank you, and, Yankees, handing that division over to the Red Sox. Thank you very much. But uh, I think uh, this was definitely better than what happened earlier in the year with Harper. But this was uh, the the good part about this was it created entertainment us talking about baseball in a loaded week of in sports this week has been so fucking loaded. oh my god we, rick and i were texting trying to figure out what our schedule is going to be for our podcast this week going through our shared docs and then we got to a point we were like we're gonna have to do two podcasts this week yeah it, it just was unable to fit it all in one that's a great thing though yeah but i mean that's that kind of sucks in that respect but i mean it was it was a good game besides that but, the, I mean, that also wasn't the biggest piece of news that came out in baseball today. Uh, I mean, me being a Mets fan, sawing uh, Conforto go down today. You see that? He dislocated yes, his, his left shoulder swinging at a fastball. Like, that's so ridiculous. Like it, that, Your team like, it, needs it, some it, new doctors. I mean, yeah, that that's one thing that we need. Um, we need <laughs> We need Terry Collins to be fired. But, honestly, at this point, they're not going to fire him just because – of what happened, uh, I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna end his career with a losing record, which is sad. If he if he if he stopped last year, he would have been fine. But, and the other biggest story too is look at Richie Hall last night. I like it. Yeah, true. Had a perfect game going through nine innings, and then the Dodgers committed an error, blew it, had a no hitter. But the Dodgers were like zero for nine with hitters in scoring position, and they went to the tenth. And the Pirates hit a walk-off home run, and the game ended one nothing. He's the first ever pitcher to lose a no hitter in extra innings in a game that ended one nothing. That's like a record you don't want to have. No, that's awful. Especially last year when he had the perfect game through seven innings and he got pulled. Yeah, true. And it just sucks. And the thing that that's crazy about that game was the guy that like dove for the ball was Curtis Granderson. Yeah. <laughs> He came but, pretty close too. Yeah, I mean the Mets cleaned house this, these past couple of weeks. They're they're getting rid of all their old old guys to get their new talent in. But I don't know. It's gonna be a bad couple of years. Speaking of cleaning house, how did ESPN close house this week with somebody? <laughs> Dude, this is ridiculous. All right, the next story is uh, about the broadcaster Robert Lee. ESPN decided to pull out one of its announcers from calling the University of Virginia football game because his name is Robert Lee. Similar to Robert Je- E. Lee. Yeah, the general Robert E. Lee. Now, with all the all this neo-Nazi stuff and like Confederate flag flying down there, they ESPN figured it would be a good idea to remove Robert Lee, an Asian American, from an area that's dealing with all this white supremacist. I stuff. saw a Twitter uh, thread running. And it said that. It mentioned Robert Lee just got pulled from calling the Virginia football game because of his name, Robert Lee, even though he's Asian-American and has nothing to do with the Confederata. Uh, And then the next guy comments, whose last name was Lee, and says, you know, I know how the guy feels. My last name is Lee, and everyone thinks I'm Asian, but I'm white. (laughs) And it was just a whole thread of people just going about stereotypes. Yeah. I I, I don't know if I've – I didn't see that one. But there's some good Twitter feeds that we need to talk about later. But I mean, we're gonna get ridiculous. To a great one. All right, first off, this is absolutely ridiculous. If if it's I'm not, I can't I can't even guarantee that this is true. It could have been just someone's agenda that they put out saying Robert Lee because he sounds like the general that made it into agenda. But if it is that, if it has any sort of thing like that, like I would be pissed if I was Robert Lee. Yeah, like come on. Like, like he obviously has nothing to do with the Confederate talk. I mean, I, I've, I've heard his name before, and I haven't even thought of the Confederacy. It's like, who even thought of that connection? 
I, I yeah, exactly. I don't know who even thought that connection. Like, to me, it, it, if it's true, it's so ridiculous. I kind of hope, in, in a way, I kind of hope that it comes out that it was just someone's uh, trying to push their own agenda, like, politically. Uh, because ESPN has become such a politi- big political statement yeah, as of the past couple right. of years. Oh, yeah. So, I hope that's kind of it, but... I don't know, man. Man, that was I, – I couldn't believe that when I heard that. We had a couple people tweeted us saying, hey, we would love to hear you guys talk about this. And when I sent it to you, it was too – It's just so it's, – it's so it's such a ridiculous story that, like, I you, – you would think this would be on The Onion. Like, this is not an really? Onion story. Like, The it's Onion – national the, news. <laughs> like, this is so ridiculous. You would have to think it was on The Onion, but unfortunately it was not. That's how ridiculous this, this has become. Yeah, but, uh, let, I, I have no idea. There, there's words that don't even explain that. That that would be added. And you ever read the ESPN book uh, the guy wrote? It was like a thousand pages long. It goes into all the dirt about ESPN, about all the backdoor deals, the sex um, scandals that were all behind it with like Howard Reynolds, so on and so forth. I've uh, never heard Linda Cohn once calling Mike Piazza a master batter on live television. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just like childhood humor, humor that you find, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just hope that this, this kind of just gets thrown underneath the the carpet, and just it's just so stupid that it's so, and it just seems so fake that it, it if it's even true. But uh, I think we should uh, move on from that. What do you say? Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Let's go to something that's definitely not going to be rolled under the carpet in the near future. The blockbuster trade. Extra, extra. Cavs in Boston, and honestly, I'm so happy that it happened because I kind of called this a couple weeks ago. Crystal say, ball. Saying that the, the, the only team that would want to trade anything would be Boston, and it would have to be Isaiah and something. And it was. Listen to our show. We're always right. I, I was so happy that. Uh, so, for, exa- for, uh, for example, uh, the trade was they dealt uh, Cavs dealt Kyrie to the Celtics. For Isaiah, Jay Crowder, and Anti Zizek, and the Nets' first-round pick. That is a huge, huge trade, and both teams won. Yeah, that was. So we actually decided to take a poll. I'm actually pulling up right now about who do you believe won. I just got so much Twitter stuff to go through because we had such a crazy week in sports that. We're trying to go back and find it right now. I actually found the tweet. All we're saying is at Rick 2.0 on our wide open underscore sports Twitter feed said, all we're saying is Rick 2.0 called this on the podcast. Where is your God now? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so here's our poll. We had 11 votes in the poll asking who won. 82% said Cleveland. 18% said Boston. What do you think of that? Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna give... Uh, a reason why they both won and a reason why they lost. I'm going to do team by team. Celtics, uh, yeah, Celtics. Let's do Celtics first. They got Kyrie Irving. They won because he is a great player. He is also not an injured player. He is the ice dragon of the East. He is, he is going to be their number one and I think do well on a team that is pretty pretty well put together. There's only four players left on the Celtics that were there last year. Did you know that? No. But so now that you say that, it does. There's only four t- four players left, and all they did was bring in more talent. So they're Gordon they're Hayward. even more talented. So that's why they won. Now the reason why they lost is they lost trade value. Uh, well, I mean they used the trade value for trade uh, for trading. And, I mean, that's got to be pretty rough. Giving away IT after he played through the playoffs right after the tragic loss of his sister after she was murdered. Yeah. There was a lot of people saying they're upset about that. And especially there was people in Boston burning his jersey after the trade. If they're burning Isaiah's? Yep. They were burning Isaiah Thomas's jersey. Why? If they're burning Thomas's jersey in Boston after a trade that had nothing to do with his decision, I can't wait for LeBrexit part two when he goes to the Lakers. 
By the well, way, that's what we're calling it here at the show now. It is LeBrexit. You're, you're calling that. I'm not calling that anymore. I call I, it, I, I'm pulling that back. Don't, I call it LeBrexit. Now, let me let me tell you why Boston lost in this. Uh, they lost the true leader. Isaiah literally was the one that carried them to the, to the Eastern Conference. I put finals. the team on my back, though. Kyrie has, has played without LeBron on the Cavs, which do have a decent players on it, kind of similar to what the Celtics have and had. He he wasn't able to perform. Well, he performed, but he didn't do it as well as, say, Isaiah did. So that's where the Celtics lost on this. That's a very valid point. I, I don't think he is, is as good of a leader. He wants to be number one. Like, everyone, everyone's saying he wants to be number one. I completely agree with that. But I don't know if he's good enough to lead a team. Now to the Cavs. The Cavs won because they got another leader and two plus two players and trade value. I don't think they're going to use this first round pick. Because what they're saying is the reason why Boston gave that pick away is is they believe, I don't know how as a new revived Brooklyn Nets fan, they think that Brooklyn will not finish with the worst record in the NBA this year. I I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think they'll finish with the worst record, but they're not going to be out of the, like the top five or the I'm sorry the bottom five. Correct. I, I I don't think they'll be the worst team this year. And once again, a very 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 talented draft. But class. it's it's all it's a very tr- talented draft class. So they can use it, but I don't, I don't see the Cavs uh, using it. I can see them trading for it. Like I was listening to uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio coming home today, and someone like gave uh, said the suggestion of like trading the first round pick to get boogie because they are looking to dump him off. So that, that would be good. Cause mm. I mean, that'd just be like a strong big man that they mm. need. So <laughs> Kevin love, uh, Jay Crowder, I mean, could be used, but also is trade, uh, trade value there as well. And anti Zizek. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, he's a, apparently he's a pretty good prospect, uh, but he, ha- he hasn't proven yet. So that was kind of just like, Put in there. I think that was more put in there than the first round pick, in my opinion. Now, where they lost, Isaiah is injured. He still has that hip problem. Correct. He is not. He hasn't gotten surgery for it, or it doesn't look like he's going to need surgery for it. But it could affect his speed, his agility, and his performance. Secondly, size. I mean, they got smaller. I mean, it's just straight fact. I mean. There was a another thing this morning when I was listening to I think it was this morning or yesterday morning I was I was driving to work listening to Mike and Mike they came they said this uh, this stat uh, name because Isaiah Thomas is twenty nine uh, name one thirty year old underneath six foot that's ever been an all star very true none zero none zero dwarf so <laughs> but. Uh, but I mean that's that's where they lost. Oh, going back to Boston where they won, they don't have to worry about paying Isaiah Thomas anymore. Correct. Isaiah Thomas wanted money. They weren't gonna give him that money just because of his size and his age. So I don't know if Isaiah would even stay with the Cavs either. Cause I think it, this is his last year, right? Yeah, it was. So it, after this year, you never know where Isaiah may end up. Hell, he, also- he could even end, end back up in uh in the Celtics uniform. Because who heard really of Isaiah Thomas before this year? Yeah. Well, another Isaiah Thomas, but Right. He was he's not even the most famous Isaiah Thomas. True. Um let's take a look at how some people responded. We had a response from once again Steve Hobson. Shout out to you. You've been great. I think you've been mentioned in every single show we've had. Uh his vote he obviously voted that the Cavs won the trade and he said anyone that voted for Boston was wrong. The East is too weak for anyone to contend with. I could play point guard. I as in me, Feds, could be point guard of the Cavs and we would still get to the finals. I did play basketball in high school. Do you consider yourself on the level of the Isaiah? No. Uh, let's take a look at also some celebrity responses as well. Uh, they were all over the place. Um, El Flacco, uh, Bamani Jones says, not sure if trading Isaiah Thomas for a taller Isaiah Thomas is the answer for Boston. Yeah, true. My, my favorite Twitter reaction was NBA 2K. 
NBA 2K because Kyrie's uh, on the cover. Kyrie's on the cover. All their tagline was "Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> whoops." And I think they actually now uh, they may uh, adjust it and try to uh, sell it with Kyrie in a uh, in a Celtics uh, jersey. That's that what was like Madden said. a few years ago when well, Brett Favre that, was on the cover. A, that's another thing I, I saw on Twitter. Uh, Apparently every every person that's been in the, like the last four or last five covers of 2K have been traded. 2K curse. Yeah, I was thinking like, is this like the next Madden curse? Is the 2K NBA 2K curse? Arguably, is the Madden curse really still alive? Who I don't, knows? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, let's see. I mean, this year it's Tom Brady. I don't, I don't. Please, please, please. I, I, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> wish ill will on him no not but at i all. mean but i mean if he does get injured this year he doesn't get injured tom brady never gets injured because he's so protected but if he does get injured this year i'm gonna blame it on the man curse uh, just straight straight fact just the man curse one but, of my favorites of cj mccullum on one of the videos that's been floating youtube as of lately is the lightsaber video of a lightsaber battle but instead of the lightsaber noise it's owen wilson saying wow wow Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> and DJ McCollum says, wow. There's a there's this meme that goes around. Apparently, apparently uh, let's see here. Same with Eric Bledsoe. He just goes, wow. Uh, J.R. JR Smith apparently does, like, the squinting face thing. So every everyone, like, made memes about that. One person, <laughs> one person, at it right now. One person goes, why is Kyrie three feet short? It's just, it's just a face of him I'm squinting. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> when did Kyrie start wearing a headband? <laughs> <laughs> that's Isaiah Thomas. Dude, it's pretty good. But uh, Oh, that's great. So, Rick, I got two questions for you before we jump into the next one. Uh, first question for you. Will Kyrie play the Kingslayer and Danny Ainge's Rebellion and take the Iron Throne of the East from King LeBron James? And will the Celtics beat Cleveland to have the honor of playing Golden State in the finals? No. Because, I mean, like I said, I mean, I Kyrie is great, but I don't know if he's a great leader. Because every single time that, almost every single time, LeBron was off the court when Cleveland was playing and, like, Kyrie was supposed to be the lead, they struggled. I, they didn't. They didn't win as much as say when LeBron would be playing that game. So I say no. Uh, Cle- it's it's going to be Cleveland Golden State Part Four. Okay, I I can see that based on the fact. Even though I would love to see the Celtics take over, I don't think the Celtics have the firepower yet. Yeah. Yes, you got Kyrie. Yes, you got Hayward. You're putting a lot of pressure on Jason Tatum to perform right from the start. Yeah, so I say no. I hope it happens, though. My dad's new company has box seats to TD Garden for the Boston Celtics. Dude, you should go to opening night. Wait, is, is opening night? Because they're, they're playing each other. Celtics, yeah, I Celtics gotta and look. Cavs. I got to look if, where it is. If they're play, I don't know if they're playing at TD or if they're playing at uh, Quicken Loans. Is that Quicken Loans? Yeah, that's Quicken Loans. Yeah, Quicken Loans or, or TD Garden. Well, uh, what's the other question you had for me? The other question for you is Kyrie joining the Celtics is this going to help LeBron stay or are we still going to see LeBron take his talents to the city of angels or wherever uh, else he chooses yeah the I mean if, if you were to go anywhere I would say it would probably definitely be LA at this point because doesn't he consider that like his sec his like adopted home or something quote unquote yeah uh but I I it say is in stays. Cleveland. Uh, it the is in, Cle- game, yeah, oh, okay. in Cleveland. Uh, damn, that would have that would have been good. Uh, I say LeBron stays. I I can't, like I think it's just a ploy, especially now that I mean he was the driving force of getting rid of Kyrie just because they hated each other. They're they're investing so much into him. So you're not in the LeBrexit camp. I am not in that. I was kind of in it, but now that this happened, especially that Kyrie's gone. He's staying. I could see it. Okay. Who knows? I think a lot of it's going to weigh on do do the Cavs win the finals again. Yeah, and I yeah the Cavs are going to win. I, I well win the finals. I, I I can't say if they're going to beat Golden State, but the West is way too loaded. I I mean that's also another thing about the West. I mean it may it very well could be not Golden State. Just Golden State's such a packed team or such a stacked team uh, that if 
if another West team does beat him, it honestly wouldn't be that shocking to me at this point. But right now, I'm expecting number four. The West is juiced up. But speaking dude, of which, dude, what the fuck is with this segue? That segue is brought to you by the monster that's underneath my bed, dude. Yeah, for real. <laughs> because there's all we had to say that for our next topic. So why don't we jump into that next one right well, there? Our next topic. Uh, I, you said the juicing thing. Let's uh, let's jump in on that. We uh, John Bones Jones has been stripped of his title wah, wah, wah. because he started doping again again and it's not that's not even my favorite part but let's, let's go into this first off i i was so hyped i was so hyped on the john jones redemption story like just like coming back be able to beat dc and the fact that he took steroids again and bruh like, like i i just I, all i tweeted about was just like so disappointing yeah, it, it's, it says on our script rick just disappointed. I, just, I can hear the disappointment in your voice as I'm reading that. He is, besides Conor McGregor, who may not even be a a MMA fighter anymore, he was the biggest name. And unfortunately still is for all the wrong reasons. But how can I follow you after you do that like three times? And he's Three times so, he's been suspended. And he's had so many more issues other than just juicing and steroids. Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of the reason why he got suspended. I should say suspended a second time for juicing. Like, you were, you were on top of the world, you were doing everything right, and then you get caught. I mean, I'm not saying that he should do it and try to get away with it, which is obviously probably what he tried to do. But he got caught. It's... Bruh. It's just... I, like, I, I want to I wanna be on his side... But I just can't anymore, dude. Yeah, it, it's rough. I, I, Team Notorious, come I'm, join the party. I am. It's just so, 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 so disappointing. How much of a hit do you think UFC takes from this? I mean, it it brings. I mean, well, thankfully, honestly, I don't think UFC is going to take a big hit from it at all. You know why? Two things. It, it happened the exact same time as the Cavs Celtics trade. So everyone was talking about that. Only a few people were talking about John Jones. And eventually it was talked about, but not to the extent of the Cavs Celtics. Secondly, everyone's distracted again by the Mayweather McGregor. McGregor. So that's that's not going to change anything for him. Everything's going to be fine. Well, not for him, for the UFC and like Dana White. Everything's going to be fine. Obviously, it's not Dana White or the UFC's fault. They have to fault this guy because he's an idiot. Right, and decided to try to cheat again. So, that's uh, that's that's pretty much my thought on it. But we got to talk about the <laughs> Dude, other John yeah, Jones. Yeah. So the uh, my favorite part about this, there is a Twitter handle and it's at John Jones, J O N J O N E S. It's the same way that John Bones Jones, the fighter, ha- spells his name. Now, this guy now has a verified account because of this. And he gained about 20,000 followers. And here's his Twitter bio. Tech geek, hashtag game dev, cat fancier, author, personal account, views are my own. And he has a book out on Kindle called How I Escaped Evangelical Hell. So he sounds like an atheist. And the first ever tweet he put out after the whole thing broke about John Jones testing for steroids was, Fuck! Now the reason why this is such a big thing, John John Bones Jones, his his actual uh, handle is at Johnny Bone or at Johnny Jones. This guy's at John Jones because they have the same name. People have been mis mis sending this guy tweets, hate mail for five years, and so someone actually uh someone actually uh <laughs> tweeted at him uh said personally I'd change my handle, like this this was at John Jones the. Not the fighter, the uh, the other John Jones. And the, the guy goes, absolutely not ever. I get hate mail for one of the world's top pro fighters, and I get to mess with dumbs. It's a hobby I can have. I can only have. That's such a great tweet and just such a great thing that he has. If I had something like that, if a guy came out, if my, if my Twitter handle just tur- turned out to be Rick Cool, and there was a, uh, some sort of athlete that did something stup- stupid and people were tweeting at me, I would so troll everyone. Yeah, 
Look at this one. Uh, this was a message that he received. Uh, someone had sent him a message that said, you little juice head. And the n- nerd version of John Jones responds, I sure am. My top five favorite juices in order are orange, carrot, apple, pine- pineapple, and guava. Now you. Oh, fuck you. Just pink hair guy. Sorry. <laughs> what do you? And then John Jones says, what do you mean just? And he said, just joking around, bud. Another one was where a guy just said juice head. He goes, damn right. Orange juice for life. <laughs> this guy is my idol. Because uh, he's just running with it, and it's hysterical. I, I, I tweeted at him this week saying, like, man, we're going to talk about you on, on your podcast. And he, he liked it. I was hoping he would respond back to me, but he just liked it. But he was getting... He said his uh, his Twitter feed was so outrageous. He, you know when, like, at the top of your Twitter where it says, like, uh, view this many more tweets. If you've been reading for, like, a minute, you'll get, like, 10 or 12 more. This guy, at times, was getting 600-plus at him of, like, people that either are tweeting at him or that other stories I, that he has. 600-plus at a time. He said he's never had it this bad. Like this is the worst he's ever had it, and it was beautiful. We, Someone, reading his tweets, I see. I sincerely say, go follow this guy and just read these tweets. They're so funny. Someone tweeted at him, "You should be ashamed of yourself, John. You juiced up traitor. <laughs> Instead of a Judas, Juicidus." <laughs> and the uh, nerd John Jones goes, "I know, right? And yet I feel nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> wrong with this, at all." There was another one where someone was tweeting at him, and he just replied, "Dad." <laughs> He, he gained he gained seven thousand followers in the last forty eight hours. I, I gotta find that one where someone was tweeting something at him and was just trying to dig into him and he just replied, "Going, Dad, is that you?" <laughs> All right, well, oh, while he, you do that, let's... here it is. I got it. So, oh, okay. fuck you, John Jones. You're a fucking disgrace. You pathetic waste of talent. Dad, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping one of these idiots actually like tweet back, being like, "Holy shit, John! Like John Jones is being such a dick right now. Yeah. He just got caught with steroids, just being such a dick until I realize what happened." It's just funny that this guy has this ability. It's his, so good. His stock raised just like Google did a Google um, study about how many people searched, I looked at the eclipse with no glasses on yeah. after the eclipse. But we're going to be getting into an athlete who did that later. But uh, let, let's move on to the uh, our, ne- our next uh, sport, man. Let's get back into some uh, NFL here, Fitz. All right. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about here is we've got some big quarterback battles that have been solved or unsolved or also reopened. First in Denver, Trevor Simeon has won the job and has been already named to start over Paxton Lynch. What are your thoughts? Uh, right. Rightfully so deserved. I mean, th- those two, like, I mean, they're, I wouldn't say they're equal, but they're, there's definitely an advantage with having Simeon there. All right. Hey. And also, Tom Savage has been named a starter over Deshaun Watson. So here's my question for you. Who's got the better chance of keeping their job, Simeon or Savage? Simeon. Why would you say that? Uh, I just think he is more consistent. Savage, I'm hoping he'd be consistent, but I mean, it's just my bias that I want Watson to play because Watson, for me, is is too good to not play. I would love to see him play, too. And I think eventually he will play this season. I'm giving it till week six. That's fair. I, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, but if Savage is consistent in winning him games, I mean, he's going to be riding the bench the whole year. Uh, let's take a look down at the Bagwars in Jacksonville. As Blake Bortles has created a battle, and it's looked like he is losing. As hail to the victors, Chad Henney has been named the starter for the third preseason game. Is like, Henny gonna take over? Or is... I, I mean, yes, he's gonna take over. Uh, my 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 problem with this is both of them suck. This is a perfect opportunity for like picking up Kaepernick, even though he's causing all this controversy. Actually, did you see uh, a week and a half ago? Someone on Twitter took a picture of a guy's jersey, and it was a Kaepernick jersey. They should just <laughs> sign the Night King already. You see that arm on Game of Thrones on Sunday? <laughs> Like, that's just... Actually, you know what? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the new episode yet. You gotta get moving. I, I was watch I was watching uh, Hard Knocks this week Dude, to catch you, up on you that. You gotta get moving. But, uh, I mean, this would be a... Well, it's the only episode that I missed. Alright, not but, bad. But Cap, Cap is the... Would be perfect there. And I think it would be better than Chad Henney or Blake Bortles. 
I just feel so bad for Blake Bortles because there, there was so much hype for him, and then they just fell so hard. He fell so hard, and it just sucks that like he can't. He's and not living. He's not living up to his draft position. His numbers were good, but his numbers were good at the end of games when all these other teams had already thrown their backups in. Do you think they pull in cap? No. At this point, I would say no. I don't think any team's got a pull in cap unless there's major injuries. At this point, cap is going to be a free agent until someone gets injured. Speaking of a team that just really, really needs a quarterback, uh, with Bryce Petty looking out of the picture, Christian Hackenberg started over Josh McCown in the Jets' second preseason game. Who do you think is going to win that battle there to lead the Jets to an 0-16 record? I mean, because they're going to go 0-16, I think Hackenberg is going to at least start over McCown because McCown is just an old vet that, like, He's definitely probably more consistent, but Hackenberg, like they need Hackenberg to actually prove something, or they're gonna go out and try to find a new quarterback because uh, next year, because Hackenberg or Petty are not gonna last there, and McCown is on the backside of his career. I'm actually kind of surprised McCown hasn't hasn't uh, retired. Yeah, I mean okay. he's he's been on so many teams. I mean, we talked about it last week on the podcast how. His daughter had a jersey day for and high school. And just cut it up, right? No, she, she shared every single jersey that McCown has ever had. And it was, like, good enough to, for, like, 12 girls. <laughs> so, like, he was on 12 – he's been on, like, 12 different teams. Yeah, it, it's insane. Uh, jumping over to Chicago, Trebinsky versus Glennon. Here's a question for you. Is John Fox making this quarterback battle fair? Trubinsky has only led one first half possession thus far in the first two preseason games. Do you think that they're already giving the job to Glennon, or is there something behind the scenes going on? Do you think that John Fox is making the fight fair? Um, I wouldn't say he's not making the fight fair. If if Trubinsky's only going in for one for one uh, for one time down the field. It sounds like he has a better shot at the starting job. Because that, that sounds like what starting quarterbacks do. Like, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is starting his first preseason game, and it's week three. Ah, seeing the other side of things here. So, like, it's it sounds like he's not losing in a way. It sounds like he's actually winning both that. of his outings, he's done well. Both of them, he's done well. I mean, he hasn't played a lot. And by a player not playing a lot, usually that signifies that they want to get backups or they want to get more time or they want to keep the starting quarterback safe. Yeah, we'll see when the, the uh, Bears will be traveling to their next preseason game. Their last one, they beat the Cardinals. And on Sunday, they will be making a visit down to Tennessee to see the Titans in the most exciting preseason week of the season. And then lastly, in Believe Land, Deshaun Kaiser has been named the starter for the third preseason game for the Cleveland Browns and the Browns are looking to reopen trade negotiations for I should be a starting quarterback in the NFL Osweiler it makes sense I mean he's he, yeah there's you, there's you no get there's no reason team. Brock Osweiler it should be starting anywhere so it makes sense I mean and I think they have a better shot for one the future of the Browns I think Kaiser has definitely one of their better quarterbacks that they've had in the past Three years. I think this is like the sixth start, different starting quarterback in six years for the Browns. Some some ridiculous stat like that. But Rick, his video in his game film shows why he should be a starter. It speaks for itself. I, just Osweiler. I, I mean, he had that like that that magic moment where he stood in for Payne Manning before they went to the Super Bowl, and Payne Manning barely got him to the Super Bowl. Well, actually, there. The their their defense, defense got, got, it got him to the Super Bowl win, win at least, but yeah, Oswald. I mean, he did good at, in the backup role, uh, as when he was with the Broncos, but that the Broncos were also a better team, both better than the Texans and better than the Browns. So Oswald has just been put in bad situations. I think Oswald. You know what? Oswald has a better shot starting down in Jacksonville than uh bortles does right now you heard it here first <laughs> I, I mean that's we're, we're that's, already that's my good opinion at calling on that. the future so yeah so 
But, uh, I mean, that's not the only thing that was uh, big about the Browns this week. Yeah, diluted Osweiler. Yeah. Um, after Hugh Jackson condemned the national anthem protest on the team, Browns teammates all joined together and kneeled and prayed together during the national anthem, including Seth Devolve, who is the first white man to kneel during the national anthem protest in support of his teammates. What do you think of that? I'm, 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 I haven't heard anything from Hugh Jackson. I probably should have paid attention to this. Uh, I'm curious what he thinks. Me, it's never bothered me, really. I mean, after a while, to me, it seems like it just it loses its value. And I'm not saying that like now that white white teammates are kneeling and all, and it's trying to revive it in a way, but it just doesn't have any value to me. It's not it's not like changing my world or like making me really think about it anymore. Right. It just gives us another opportunity to talk about something. Yeah, cause in my you, opinion, you got you got a little ahead of me on that one because that was a question I was about to hit you with after I. Also mentioned that Chris Long from the greatest team in football, who is from Charlottesville, put his hands around Eagle safety Malcolm Jenkins while he was giving the Black Power salute during the National Anthem in support of him. Are we really rethinking the National Anthem at sporting events and its importance, or have we just become so numb to the idea because it's been happening so often for so long? Me personally, I I, I mean, I've become pretty numb to this. I I would have to... It's not changing anything for me, but I mean... At the same time, you and I were both two white dudes from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't know, it's not supposed to, I mean, it's supposed to shock me, but it doesn't. Because it's been happening, I'll admit. When it first happened, when Cap first happened, like, that was, that, that, that did shock me. When Kaepernick first happened, and I, and I understand people, like, fighting for Kaepernick to get a, a job in the NFL again. But ever since, like, Kaepernick did it and then other people were doing it, it just came so, like, diluted. Like, I think you said that, dilute. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, I personally, I am in the camp where I would like to see people stand for the national anthem. So, again, I was really, really shocked by it. But, again, it's America. You have a First Amendment. You have a freedom of speech as this is the inner history teacher coming out in me, the beauty of Voltaire and freedom of speech saying, I might not agree with what you're doing or what you have to say, but I will defend you to the death. You're right to say that because you have a freedom of speech. Uh, so I, I, I would have I, to agree with you that I am becoming very numb to it too because it's just every single Monday or Tuesday I'm turning on the TV, huh? I, and I, and I, I hate the argument that it disrespects uh, our military men and women, where in my in it does the exact opposite. It gives them more of a reason to fight because it's their freedom of expression, freedom of, freedom of speech to do this. So people's argument that says it's it's insulting. Is kind of ridiculous. Rick, you're one of the first people I've ever heard say that. And I have to give you a lot of credit because that is a very valid point. It, I mean, it's Up should, to this very moment, I've never looked at it that way until you said that. I mean, it's 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 what we're fighting for. Is people, so people like Kaepernick and, and Chris Long to protest. I mean... It's I, I can't even I can't put any more no, words around you're, that. You're 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 a hundred percent right with that. As we are recording this in our friendly confines of our New Hope Studios, there's currently fireworks and the American flag is waving in the background of our view at Rick's apartment and the national anthem is going on. I'm just saying in general because it's like you're giving such an American speech like this is America. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, um, controversial hits, literally. Um, speaking of the Eagles, Bryce Treggs was fined twenty five grand for his hit on Demarius Randall in the Eagles preseason game. Treggs said that there, as an undrafted player fighting for a spot, you need to stand out on film, and I did my assignment and said that there's nothing dirty about trying to earn his job. His job, but the, Demarius, I, have, I have a problem with that statement. Okay, what's your problem? Nothing dirty about trying to earn a job. That 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 just doesn't sound right. That's I for me that's worded wrong, and it could be just taken out of t- context. Uh, no, but I can of, see where. But it of comes course, in. but of course, you could be doing something wrong, like an illegal hit that'll get you fined. That's why Demarius Randall said your broke ass shouldn't be playing dirty. Then, yeah, exactly. So, uh, speaking of another one, OBJ sprained his ankle in a low hit on Monday night against Cleveland. He's day to day with the injury. Uh, ben McAdoo, who I still say. Looks like the stereotypical father who's on the sidelines of his son's peewee football game who says, hey, I could do a better job coaching this team than this head coach can. 
said it's football. You can't hit a guy high. You can't hit a guy low, and it's tough. I, I, I mean, I respect Ben McAdoo for saying that, but at the same time, you kind of want to defend your player. Hundred percent. So, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So here's my question for you. Just sorry, I have a lot of questions for you today. Yeah. Is the NFL creating so many restrictions on hitting, causing these injuries? Like what McAdoo said, you can't hit a guy high, so you start hitting low, and you have ACL injuries, and now there's pe- penalties for hitting low. Where do you think the NFL is going with this? Uh, I mean, it's going to become the flag football league at some point where you just can't hit it anywhere all because, I mean, and all the CTE stuff that's happening and all the injuries are, all the other injuries that are happening. Uh, I mean, it was a clean hit the way that OBJ was hit. It was clean. It was awkward, but it was clean. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I see, I see your next question that you have written down here. Uh, what does it say about preseason games? Should we limit them? I, I'd say it has more to deal with that. And I think that's going to happen in the next at less than five years. There's going to be only two preseason games. Do you think then that's going to create 18 regular season games or is it going to stay at 16? Uh, I don't, I, I can't see them increasing, especially now, again, going back to all these studies about injuries and CTE for them to increase the amount of games that it, it just, it doesn't seem right. I saw it on sports center. They said all throughout the NFL right now, there are people constantly, constantly questioning that fact off the uh, studies about the injuries and the brain studies. And they're like, wow, I'm seriously putting my life on the line for this. And there's a lot more people thinking about this now. Yeah. So do you think that the NFLPA is really going to agree to more games? We're going to be getting into that a little bit more later with our questionable calls about relationships between the owners and the players at the moment. But do you think we'll get up to 18 games? No. That's, and I think, I think we should just cut it there. No. So, want to jump into our questionable calls? Let's jump into questionable calls, man. All uh, right. What you got? What you got for me? So, sticking with football, uh, going very football heavy here. College football rankings released. Alabama is once again the number one team in the country. Didn't really know. What's your opinion as far as college football? I mean, it's fun. It's fun I, I love watch. it. I like it. It's in a way it can be more entertaining, entertaining than NFL. But I do follow NFL a lot closer than I do college, and it could be because I never went to a college with a football team, but, I mean, I, I cheer for Penn State. Ryder University football undefeated since 1951. I, I cheer for Penn State, um, even though, even after all the shit they've been through, and I, at this point they're trying to revitalize their program, and they've done a great job. Revitalize, they except, have. Except fucking, fucking it up in the bowl game against USC, this uh, USC. Mm-hmm. This uh, this past bowl season, but uh, so speaking of bowl well, games, yeah, what, what's your question here? <laughs> who has a better chance of reaching their respective championship game, Alabama or the New England Patriots? Alabama. Why would you say that? I just I just think at this point, one, they're so loaded. Two, the way the system works, they don't have to. They basically, I mean, they're get, they're going to get close to, if not get, a perfect season. Uh, and they're so. Like Alabama is just so good um, that it'd be it'd be hard for them not to get in, is what I'm thinking. I mean, they're gonna get into the Final Four, and I think they'll win their bowl game there. Where until the, and then they'll get into the uh, the championship game. So I say Alabama over mm-hmm. New England. You see, here's something I love about college football. Good, the NFL. Everyone starts off with a shot. Obviously, everyone starts 0 and 0. But you have teams that can lose your first game. And you can still make the playoffs and make a playoff run. You have teams that could start 0-2, still make the playoffs, going on a run, go deep in the playoffs. College football, more than half of the teams in the country lose that first week. Forget it. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Forget it. So there's a lot more pressure, especially when you look at Alabama's schedule. Well, I do think Alabama is going to go to the national I mean, to championship. Count, to, count, to counter that argument, there's so many more college teams than there are NFL teams. So it's it gets really hard mm-hmm. for them to then improve their position in the AP rankings. But then also look at, for example, just looking at New England and Alabama at the moment. Look at the AFC East. Poop. Yeah. Like, awful. Alabama and the SEC. You have all that pressure to win all those games 
against all those tough opponents. I, mean, I, I think I, Alabama's going to do it. I don't even think the SEC is the best. Uh, what am I thinking? Not really. Wait, would you say Big Ten? You're not in the ESPN SEC is God camp? No, I'd, I would say Big Ten is, is better than SEC. Definitely catching up. You have the greatest team in college football, Michigan. Uh, the p- future pizza delivery boys of the world at Ohio State. I do like seeing Penn State do well. I don't mind it. I think it's hysterical watching Rutgers in the Big Ten. You do have a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, though. Yeah, I mean, besides Rutgers, yeah. I, th- I think the Big Big Ten is uh, stacked. I was at the Michigan beat Rutgers 78 nothing game. Yeah, I was, it was, I was one of the greatest blowouts I've ever seen in I, my I life. Was, I was at the Penn State Rutgers game. So it was a big, big, uh, big win for Penn State as well. Did you see that the Rutgers got ranked as having the best pregame parties out of any college team? It, yeah, I believe that. You need to recruit out of the box when you lose to Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State 250 points to nothing. Yeah. Uh, what else do you got for me? Uh, the other one, with Roger Goodell on the verge of signing a new contract, is another NFL strike inevitable the uh, way things are going right now? See, I, I, like the only thing I have a problem with Roger Goodell is his way that he's handling these suspensions for things like battery and all. I I'd say, but I think that's a major I, I, issue. With I, I would the say e- either way, either way, even if Roger Goodell was there or not, I could. Th- I think there will be a strike of some sort. I'm hoping it not it's not going to be a long strike, but there is going to be a strike. I can see like a strike happening where player where it'll take away a couple of the regular season games. I can definitely see that where they have to like replace them with preseason games type thing. But I I'd say. Yes, but I don't think it's because I don't necessarily believe it's Roger Goodell's fault. Even if you think right now the major issue with the players is the suspensions, especially with the handing of Zeke. Which, by the way, we ran that poll again. A lot of you think that he's going to have his suspension reduced to one to five games. It was more than fifty percent after we re-put that poll back out on Twitter. We had a few Cowboys fans who said, "Yeah, he's going to have the suspension completely gone." Yeah, he's he's not losing he's not losing the suspension. He can get reduced, and actually, I even think it's not getting reduced at this point because he's he's had so much misconduct there. It's not going to get reduced in my in my in my straight opinion. It's not going to get reduced. I wouldn't be shocked if he were to lose like get one game taken off the suspension, but I would say ninety percent of me would put money on him not losing any game i don't think so either because again as our good friend jeff maglachetti at espn radio and tsn he was actually on tsn shout out to jeff hoping to get you on our show for our nfl preseason preview uh our nfl season preview they need an example to make yeah and is it necessarily the right example kind of like half my heart says yes half my heart says no because i mean like i said last week he's not a model citizen but also, there's not necessarily enough proof there. But they need they needed to do this, so that's that's my opinions on these uh, questionable calls. You dodged and went through a lot of questions today. I dodged. Well, not dodged, but you know what I meant. Like I was throwing stuff at you left and right today. I I, I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure I answered those pretty straightforward. Yeah, but... yeah. I was just meant to end the sense that I was sending questions left and right at you today. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's get into our final drive. All right, our final drive is pretty much we like to rapid-fire things that we thought were interesting the week. Not necessarily the best headlines, but just things that were interesting this week. And we had a, we had a lot this week. Yeah, man, you started off. So first off, Odell Beckham Jr. films himself looking up at the Great American Eclipse without any eye protection for a good 20 seconds, and he was obviously struggling with it right before he got injured in the game against the Browns. He didn't see the hit coming. Nope. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what you got next? Well, I'm still laughing over here. I need a minute. <laughs> MLB to become the first major sports uh, company to implement a fan code of conduct in response to the racial slurs. You wrote Andrew Jones at Fenway Park. Who says Andrew Jones is Pac-Man? Wait, what? Isn't it Pac-Man Jones? Isn't no, that what, Pac-Man that? Jones is the football player for the Titans. Holy shit. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Andrew Jones. Lucky. Don't they say Pac-Man for him, too? Yeah, that's Adam Pac-Man Jones. Oh, I'm an idiot. 
I mean, he's a he's. I'm a fucking idiot. All right, good night, everybody. I lucky. Let me pick right, up next. here. Next. Floyd Mayweather has kicked Justin Bieber out of the money team after a falling out. The Biebs was advised to get away from his bad influences and unfollowed Floyd on Instagram, which led to a fallout. So we will not see Biebs and the money team as they walk out for I the fight really on Saturday. Don't care. I really Nobody cares. Next, the hashtag Conor McGregor challenge is a new thing with people taking to the interwebs and social media to mock his noodle arm warm-up routine. People were giving you dirty looks on the treadmill when you were doing that the other day at the gym. I was so not doing that. I just had to do that. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the video is him. Like, honestly, it's like very fluent the way he does it. it it's like he has no bones. Which challenge is better, the Conor McGregor challenge or the LeBron challenge? I'd say the uh, the LeBron challenge is pretty hard. <laughs> I, I, boom, I said, boom, boom, boom. I'd say the LeBron one too. What you got next? Baldock Town FC deep in the Midlands regions within English football. Stop tweeting match updates during the last 10 minutes of their FA Cup match because their Twitter correspondent had to enter the game as a substitute. So they had no one to tweet out the final 10 minutes of a tournament game. Because the guy who ran their Twitter had to go onto the field and play the game. <laughs> so they just stopped tweeting. That's, that's unbelievable. That's like a, like a dream thing. Like, uh, that, that kind of reminds me of, in 1993, Jeff Gordon, it was his first race in the Winston Cup Series at the time. The top, the top racing league for NASCAR. Uh, uh, during that, they had a, a pit stop which is where they changed the tires and filled the gas cans. But people that were involved in this pit stop, Rick, Hen Rick Hendrick, the owner of the team, was the guy that tear off the windshield thing so you'd be able to see so that they don't have like windshield wipers. It's kind of like, it's like a tail yeah. screen. And then his crew chief, Ray Abraham, changed the front right tires. And he's never done that before. Because the, the race pretty much meant nothing to them. It was just kind of just to get Jeff Gordon experience for his first because it was the last race of the season, and it was his first race in NASCAR. You see some great things like that in the lower levels of English soccer, not in the top four division, such as when Sutton United, who is a team in the fifth division, was playing the scum of the universe, Arsenal, in the FA Cup. They had a goalie who was about 300 pounds, their backup goalie. During halftime, he left the game, went across the street to the pub that was right across from the stadium, got a pint and a sandwich, went back to the game for the second half, and was photographed eating his sandwich on the bench. Oh my god. Uh, so I'm just going to roll the next one too since we're on the topic of soccer. Claudio Landrelli, an yeah, official. Thank god, thank god you took this one because I was going to screw up. I was going to butcher that name. We so had bad. enough of butchering words last week. Uh, he's an official in the lower leagues of the Argentine soccer division, was assaulted by an entire team in had his face broken, had like his skull fractured by an entire team for trying to leave the field in the middle of a brawl. That, that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I, I feel bad for him, but I mean, it's fucking crazy down there for soccer. A Brazilian ref got stabbed and lynched. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I feel bad for, like, I would never want to be a referee. Speaking about some crazy things, what do you got next? Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to bitcher this guy's last name. Mark Shiabak, am I saying that right? Shiabak. Shiabak. And Paula Levine released, Correct. violated a book further exposing Baylor University among the team's sexual assault crises. You know that they didn't even want to look into the issues because they couldn't fathom the fact that kids were drinking and doing drugs on their campus because it's such a devout Baptist university? I, I can definitely see that. It's... It's kind of sad that all this has happened. They're kind of just like trying to push this underneath the carpet, unlike other things that we talked about. They get pushed under the carpet. This needs to be attacked full on, and it's just sad. What you got next for us? Uh, why don't you hit this one? I actually didn't hear about this one. So uh, Sean McVay, he's uh, he he's got a lot of flack from Mike Martz this week. Mike Martz was the old coach of the St. Louis Rams. Uh, he was the coach right right. Uh, he was the uh, offensive coordinator that then turned coach for the Rams during like the greatest show on turf era of the team. Sean McVay is a very, very, very young coach. Like he, he could, the, his age, there's still players in the league that are his age. Wow. Uh, namely like kickers, but like 
there's still players in the league that are his age. He's just very young, and a lot of people are giving him shit. Like Mike Marth said that uh, they don't need a buddy out there. They need a coach, like, pretty much. So he got, he got a lot of shit this week, and he's, he's rolling with the punches, and Rams are actually looking pretty okay this year. They so. are. Jared Goff is having a bit of resurgence. Speaking of a resurgence, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, has retired from international soccer. He's officially retired from the English national team with 53 goals in 119 games, the most in history. And also, now that he's back at his boyhood club of Everton, left Manchester United, scored his 200th goal, and has joined Alan Shearer as the only player in Premier League history to score 200 goals in his career. I mean, good for him. I mean, I, I, I've always respected Wayne Rooney, even when he was on Man U. But, uh, yeah, good for him, man. Wayne Rooney. Next, Arsenal fans already calling. All right, you do this one. This is this is All definitely right. yours. Yeah, so I got a few more. <laughs> uh, Arsenal fans are already calling for Arsene Wenger's job after a one nothing defeat to Stoke City. Two games into the season. Remember how we talked about my Premier League podcast that Arsenal would finish sixth because they have so much turmoil at the club right now about their leadership. They are already calling for their coach's job. After the second game of the season, That's they lost one nothing to Stoke, and and the Wenger out protest has already started. Yeah, I am very passionate fans. What's uh, what's your last one? This is definitely yours as well. So. The last one I have on here: the Champions League draw has been completed today for soccer as well. The group of death. Group H, including former champions Real Madrid looking for their 13th title, their third straight in the Champions League, German powerhouse Borussia Dortmund, and of course, Tottenham freaking Hotspur gets picked into the group of death, so I need to say prayers every single night and start going to church on Sunday again to pray that Tottenham makes it to the Champions League, at least makes it to the group stage of 16, but should be a great contest. Bayern has been paired up with i believe they're with barcelona so byron is with actually byron is with psg which will be great there's a, there's look it up on the internet there's a lot of great matchups i really can't think about them all now because i'm just so pissed off that tottenham of course got the hardest freaking group in the whole tournament hey man they're the greatest they're the greatest team in the world they have no problem getting out of it but you're happy uh, liverpool yeah man i'm definitely happy about qualified that. yeah I, I didn't i didn't necessarily think that they were gonna get in but I'm happy that they got in. But uh, with that, let's close it out, man. It was a good show this week. Uh, we are doing this one this week, and we're also doing a I – was, I was about to say Pacquiao Mayweather. <laughs> McGregor It's going to end up like that. I, God, I hope not. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our Money Fight preview, which we'll be re- releasing shortly after. it be a great thing to listen to as we talk about the fight, some of the odds, and who Rick and I think are going to win. Maybe a little friendly wager on that. So we will see who wins. And make sure you listen and stay tuned for our Money Fight preview. Thank you, guys, and have a great day, afternoon, night, evening. Bye-bye. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.